Hello, friends. Thank you for engaging with The Homily by Pastor Chill Will from Chapel Hill. I hope this message encourages you, challenges you, and moves you to go deeper in your faith and enrich how you love God and love your neighbor in your day-to-day life. Just a reminder, like the scriptures and gospels themselves, this homily was written for a particular community in a particular context and time and history. And yet, like our sacred texts, I hope that these words hold timeless truths about God's unconditional love and grace. We hope these words speak to you in a meaningful way. The Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to the disciples, Then the kingdom of heaven will be like this. Ten bridesmaids took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish. Five were wise. And the foolish took their lamps. They took no oil with them. The wise took flasks of oil with their lamps. As the bridegroom was delayed, all of them became drowsy and slept. But at midnight, there was a shout. Look, here comes the bridegroom. Come out to meet him. Then all those bridesmaids got up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise replied, No, there will not be enough for you and for us. You better go to the dealers and buy some for yourselves. And while they went to buy it, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went with him into the wedding banquet. The door was shut. Later, the other bridesmaids came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he replied, truly I tell you, I do not know you. Keep awake, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. The gospel of the Lord. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Home is where the heart is. We've all heard that phrase before. It makes sense. I resonate with that. But when I pause a moment to reflect, this Hallmark card proverb also challenged me to ask, and so where does my my heart dwell? A lot of places and spaces, some symbolic and others literal. Of course, the beach when there's really, really good waves. With my family here under my roof and scattered about. My family and I love to travel and to see new places. And even when we are in new and strange places, when I'm with those I love, it feels like home. There is our church home. In our church homes we grew up in, those communities of faith that nurture us and hopefully cultivate a sense of belonging and love and instill in us that there is a greater purpose to this world and universe to help us grow in that timeless truth that the moral arc of the universe does indeed bend toward justice. And then there's our fandom, those things we are super fans of, colleges and universities where memories are made and friendships are cultivated. Yesterday, as Ashlyn shared, was UNC homecoming. 
depending on the outcome of the game last night, I had branched timelines and where this sermon could go. <laughs> there is a sacred timeline. If the heels lost, there would be a different mood in town for sure. Duke fans this morning are echoing our reading from the prophet Amos this morning saying, I hate and despise your festivals and take no delight in your assemblies or parties. And then here comes Jesus with one of his more unusual and almost out of character parables. Thanks, Amos. Thanks, Jesus. We're trying to have a festive homecoming here. We're trying to build and grow in our stewardship as we seek to grow in our relationships and cultivate a healthy community of faith. The prophets and Jesus cause us to reflect and to pause and to be a little more serious and to ask, where do our hearts dwell? How do we define home? Thinking about where our hearts dwell and Jesus bringing up weddings. Yesterday, I helped preside at a wedding in Salisbury, North Carolina. Son of the congregation, James Demmel, who is a pastor at St. John's Lutheran Church in Salisbury, and Nicole Gonzalez got married yesterday. James is a Duke Divinity grad, and Nicole is a UNC and Lutheran Campus Ministry alum. Ooh, yesterday was interesting. A Duke grad and a UNC grad under one roof? Truly, there is hope for the world. I guess you could say that the ceiling's the roof, maybe? Yeah, get it? No. As we gather under one roof as a community of faith this morning, literally, and those who are worshiping from home or together with us, we are reflecting how to cultivate and sustain a healthy and deeper community of faith. And our readings today seem to be a little jarring and a little harsh, but maybe we need that this morning. Again, we don't choose the Bible readings each Sunday. These come from the Revised Common Lectionary, guided by the seasons of the liturgical church year. And so as we gather here on the 24th Sunday after Pentecost, yes, it's been 24 weeks since we celebrated Pentecost together. Believe it or not, we are only a few Sundays away from the season of Advent and the start of a new liturgical year. And so as we moved through the gospel of Matthew over the course of this year, we are toward the end of the gospel and the end of the story about Jesus. Chapter 25 of Matthew contains within it a trilogy of parables, all of which share this cautionary tale for Jesus followers to be ready and to stay awake and to prepare what's coming. Even these passages are preparing us to help get ready for Advent, but also to prepare and get ready for what Jesus is doing in and with and through us in the world. Not only does the next chapter in Matthew lead to Holy Week, but we must also understand that Matthew wrote this gospel to a particular community of faith. They're living their lives after the resurrection and after that first Easter. And they were waiting, maybe not so patiently, for the return of Jesus. As they gathered under one roof, Matthew was trying to share the Jesus story in a way that cultivated a healthy community of faith 
And as the Jesus followers were waiting for him to come back, it was taking a time. It was taking a while. They were growing impatient. The bridegroom was delayed and their home was starting to feel the pressure that maybe things aren't going to exactly to plan. Matthew shares this parable to urge Jesus' followers to not fall asleep, to not get complacent, to wake up and to keep their lights burning bright. And I think we can relate. The world isn't easy. The new normal at times feels like the old normal just sped up even faster. It doesn't feel like we've learned much from our past. We, our neighbors in our world, hungers for peace and for justice. Acknowledging and being honest that there are times when God seems delayed, we can relate that, Jesus, why are you late? Why aren't you here? Where are you in the midst of all that is going on in our world and in our lives? And so we get a story from Matthew challenging us the importance of not giving up, about being prepared to not get sleepy and complacent. It seems that Jesus doesn't mind that lightning rod term, woke. Stay awake. Wake up. Where is God in your life? And what are you doing with that light that's been gifted to you? As the days are getting shorter, as the leaves fall and the trees become barren and the days are getting colder and the nights darker, as we move closer to Advent, it is time to light our candles, to put up decorations and lights to prepare for the coming of Christ again. Even though this parable seems out of character, it is a cautionary tale and maybe almost hyperbole. Even comical, one commentary shared. Why not share the oil with your friends? Jesus, for an entire gospel, has been talking about sharing the coat off your own back. And, and when you go on a missionary journey, don't bring extra food because people will prepare for you or provide for you. And who in the world is selling oil at midnight in ancient Israel? And who falls asleep getting ready for a wedding party? Not many. I think that's the point. This contrast between wise and foolish push us to ask where we land, to ask where my heart dwells, to ask what kind of relationships and community am I cultivating? None of us want the door shut in our face. And while that seems harsh coming from Jesus, thank goodness Matthew's gospel doesn't end with chapter 25. There's a few more chapters to go. In a few chapters, a tomb will be shut. It seems like that's the end. But here's the good news. That door doesn't remain shut. That stone is rolled away, not by any human or bridesmaid, but by a bridegroom who welcomes us home. A friend of mine recently helped me understand that there's this aspect of the final judgment that is more about truth-telling rather than punishment and vengeance. Sure, truth can hurt or burn if it's hard to swallow or we're not receptive to it. 
But at its heart, justice is making things right and true. God's truth and love can burn, not as a lake of fire, but a burning off the dross, getting rid of the extra, getting rid of the untrue, the unneeded. While the timing may be a little weird, words from Amos and this parable from Jesus do a little truth-telling to wake us up, to reflect on how we do life and faith and community under one roof and beyond our walls. So perhaps this is less of a threat and more of an invitation, an invitation to community, an invitation to life, an invitation to a party, an invitation to a homecoming. Today we do have a baptism. That is a homecoming of sorts. God is our home. In the waters of baptism, God draws us into God's own heart. And as life unfolds, we go out and we explore and we grow and we doubt and we live, and yet we're always welcomed back home back to the waters of baptism, remembering nothing can separate us from the heart and love of God. This table is a weekly homecoming of sorts. Each week we go out and we explore and we grow and we doubt and we live, and yet we're always welcomed back home to receive the cup, to receive the bread, the body and blood of Christ given for you. So as we wait for the Lord together, may we keep returning to the font, keep returning to this table, knowing that we do indeed have a home, a home in God's heart, a home under this roof where the door will remain open for all. Amen. Thank you for listening. If there is anything that stood out for you, or if you have a question, or you just want to have a conversation, you are always free to reach out and contact us. And remember, you are not alone, and that you are loved with a love stronger than death.